Hazi, 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 hazi. Aloha, aloha, aloha. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior Keiko of Virginia. Boy, it's been a one heck of a week. Now, I, I will, I gotta say, I just gotta say, at the beginning of the podcast, I will never doubt these young techies again. Okay? <laughs> I will not. Here's some in- exciting news, okay? I don't know, no, well, you know, for me, right? Because, you know, I'm doing the podcast. But, um... So remember, like, uh, I think it was two podcasts ago, we did the stats, okay? The number one state listening to the podcast is California. Number two is Texas. Number three is Hawaii. Okay, now, uh, Hawaii has been pushed down to number four. <laughs> number four. Guess who's number one, though? It's not California anymore. It's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Bruh, the cheeseheads have taken over the podcast. Hawaii. That's right. So Wisconsin... Right? A Green Bay wanna salute you in the highest. So so Wisconsin has taken over. And Wisconsin is number one. I don't know, but don't ask me. But ever since we uh so we had to redo the podcast, brief history. We had to redo the podcast. I said, Unks, you gotta tell your story first. And I'm like, Oh, my story is just my story is my story is you know, it's just like I never told my story. So I like, okay, tell your story, okay, told a story, everything. Now the ratings and the and the listenership is just going boom, boom, boom. Okay, so Wisconsin took over. So if you're listening from Wisconsin right now, and you probably are, because uh, that's what the numbers tell us, uh, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Aloha from Hawaii. And uh, so number two is California now. Number three is Texas. Hawaii went down to number four. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Okay, look, I'm sorry, but um, I got to tell you. It it always happens like this, from what I hear from other people, right? Because you know we have Hawaiian artists here in Japan, right? And they told me, bro, you know when I when I sell my music in Hawaii, the thing no sell. But when we go to Japan, whoa, they buy up all my stuff. Like I I cannot keep up. We should keep sending cases of CDs to Japan, right? Okay, well those days are over because there's no CDs to send. No uh, nobody uses, especially in Japan. They're so high tech. They're like above and beyond, you know, us guys over here. Anyway, so but but it's downloads and it's streaming. Okay, now the majority of the money I make on my music, I have five albums up on uh, iTunes, right? And um, not flexing. I'm not flexing. I'm just saying what's going on. Uh, but I get more streaming income than I do, uh, you know. So if you guys are streaming my music, just stream. You don't have to buy. Just go and listen. Go listen on your streaming service. If you have Apple Music, if you have Spotify, if you have, you know, all, all those those uh, entities, Amazon Music. Okay, Amazon Music actually is a huge carrier of the podcast. So our podcast is like worldwide. Uh, it's in 52 countries and 43 states. So uh, we'd like to, you know, salute Wisconsin for being the number one state now. Uh, Hawaii is being pushed down. So the, the thing about people in Hawaii, okay. Which and that's my people. I love those people because people in Hawaii. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be anywhere. Okay, and and I love local people. I gotta say that, and I gotta say I truly, truly appreciate. I walk to the shopping center. People are like, hey, Junior, you know, flashing shakas. Um, if you don't know what a shaka is, Google because this is podcast. I cannot show you, but anyway, it's something we do with our hand. Okay, it's a hand sign. It's a hand sign. <laughs> okay, it involves a thumb and and a pinky. Okay, anyway. Um, it's okay. I know what it's like. So when you guys go on your phone, you know the call me sign with the hand. Okay, that's a shaka. See, I always thought that I, I, you know, when I went on my emojis on my iPhone, I looked and I go, "Wow, they put the shaka on right on." No, they they mean call me. That's a call me sign. Okay, okay. In Hawaii, it's a shaka. Anyway, but um, so local people in Hawaii don't buy my music. Never did. 
uh, people in Singapore started buying my music. And now people streaming my music, like um, we don't even have the number one uh, streamer because they don't we don't have access to that kind of information. But um, the number one country that buys my music is still Singapore uh, for some reason. I, I guess one day, you know, I'll go to Singapore and do a concert and everybody will show up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But anyway, thank you. I'm so grateful for anybody streaming my music. We have a new album coming out um, next month. November okay so next month a new brand new junior cake whatever junior album will be released uh, it's called Latin lover and it's gonna come out next month it's a collection of my uh, Latino songs my Latino style songs uh, songs that you know uh, we recorded previously and it's gonna be released uh, next month so anyway hey we're gonna start with attitude of gratitude before we do the podcast okay uh, attitude of gratitude thank you again everybody uh, especially people in Wisconsin, but people all over the world, all over. We have people in Japan. We have people in Saudi Arabia. We have people in China. We have people in India. Uh, in India, they have a network called um, uh, Ghana, G-A-A-N-A. And those guys, okay, so what, what, what you do when you have a podcast is you have a media director, okay, a marketing director, in, in my case, marketing. And uh, so my marketing director uh, hits up all these guys. And they go, hey, you know, we have this show uh, with this crazy guy from Hawaii, and um, we think he would be a match. And then they go, okay, let me try this guy. <laughs> you know, wait a minute, that was Filipino. Anyway, whatever. And then they try, right? And they, they, they check it out, and they go, yeah, okay, yeah, we like the guy. And they put him on. Now, those guys push us out to their neighbors, Pakistan, neighboring countries of India. And so we get we get a huge number, like, from that side, okay? And... um Anyway, we're very grateful to Ghana, to India, uh, to the people of India, to... Uh, oh, and, and people on LinkedIn, okay, are joining the podcast. So if you got the podcast from LinkedIn and you clicked on the thing on my LinkedIn and then now you're here, uh, we'd like to thank you so much. Uh, also, people on Facebook, okay? So the people on Facebook, normally, it's, the, it's predominantly Honolulu people, local people. So you guys from uh, my Facebook, thank you very much. Uh, we don't have the podcast up too much on on uh, Instagram at all. We don't. We don't. We have. We we haven't done that. In the beginning, a uh, year, two years ago, we started, <clears throat> and we noticed that, um, yeah, it just it wasn't picking up traction, so we let it go. And you know that's the thing in the market. So, uh, you know what 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 happens in the market is you a, we do what you call an A B test, and that's you know I'm not going to bore you guys with the details. But you test it, right? You test, like, okay, is this picking up over here? Is this gaining traction over there? And you test, 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 and then boom, oh, you hit something. Then you target that, and then you go for that. Uh, so anyway, Instagram was just not that. And um, so so anyway, but thank you, thank you, thank you, you guys. Now, today we're going to talk about uh, toxic work environments. Oh, boy. <laughs> toxic work environments. I did not know what a toxic work environment was until I got smack dab caught up in one and even even then i didn't know i didn't learn about this until like after right Mm -hmm. so i was in this toxic work environment and um lately i was reminded of it uh because (laughs) i talked to this guy right that i know uh that actually i was on his radio show uh the second largest radio show in hawaii 
And um, and he was telling me that the guy that ran the toxic radio environment station that, I, that, that I'm going to talk about actually works for them now. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not on bad terms with the guy at all, okay? But I'm going to talk about the toxic work environment, okay? Um, and, and him too. But he taught me some stuff. So, you know, I'm very grateful for this guy. Now, he was, you know, what you'd call a, I don't know, you want to call him a hard-ass guy, like hard-ass manager, whatever. Uh, I didn't really think he was that hard. It, it was just the, the psychological uh, games that went on, not, not with him, uh, just with him, exclusively with him. I mean, it wasn't like he was the guy. No, it was the whole place. It's like the whole place, and and there was like this. Um, I want to say this this um, style of working, okay, that happened in this place, and it was very intimidating. Uh, if you let it, if you let it be intimidating. Now um, you got to go back to like you know the beginning, okay. So I got hired, and I was hoping for um, how this how this thing happened. I was hoping for a job. And I, uh, I, I was in college. <laughs> I was in, I went to college one year on okay? So here I am in college, right? Much, much like what happened to me recently with radio, okay? But, but, but that's not a podcast. But, but I was happily in college. And I noticed one thing in college. Like, I got a lot of respect in college. Because, you know, I, I, I could do work. I, you know, I guess I was reasonably intelligent. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that smart. You know, I'm not like the brightest bulb in the bunch, but I'm not the brightest bulb in the chandelier. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but I got respect for my intelligence. Okay. Um, at other places I, I was forced to like suppress my intelligence or, uh, I got insulted for my intelligence or whatever. Right. <laughs> my intelligence got insulted. I, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, but I was in college and I, you know, I was doing my thing. I was in college. And one of the things I was in, I was in this lab. This is going to the left a little bit, but I was in the lab and we were learning to manufacture DVDs. It was a seven layer process. We were learning, you know, how to do all this stuff. And then right in the middle of that, I get a telephone call from this lady who was my, one of my voice students. Now you see, I had been teaching on the side at home on the weekends. And before I did the formal uh, school, our school, and it, it's called Voice Master Vocal Development right now. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's all all over. Uh, but anyway, so uh, she calls me and she goes, "Hey, so and so's so and so's looking for somebody for that." You know, I, I finally because she talked to him about me, and there was no traction, no interest, no you know. And then all of a sudden, hey, yeah, you know, they're looking for somebody now. And I'm like, really? And she goes, yeah, you, you know, check it out, go apply. And I was like, right in the middle of school. I, I was on my, I was on my fourth semester, and um, and I thought, oh man, I'm, you know, like I just got used to the idea of school. I just got to, used to the idea of college. After not, you know, it, it was it was years since since high school, and um, and I went to college. And this is another thing, you know, that I um, I said on an, another podcast. And of course, this is a separate podcast, but um, I never took a serious SAT test in my life. So there's nobody out there that knows what I know, like, or whatever, right? Gauge, whatever. Uh, nobody, okay? But that's another podcast, and I will tell you why on another podcast. But anyway, so um, I just got used to this idea of college. All of a sudden, I got to leave college, 
Okay. Now, the reason why I left is because it was a production director's position for three radio stations, like a station group, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is my lucky break. And you know what? It actually was, in a way. It was that one rung in the ladder, okay? And it was one rung short of where the launch happened at the next group of radio stations, okay? But anyway, and this was like boot camp. This was like, I mean, for me, it was grueling. It was emotionally grueling. Um, it wasn't really physically grueling, but um, it tested me on all levels on, you know, having patience, like um, beating the clock. So I used to have this game called Beat the Clock, you know. It was an old, it was a title of a TV show from, I don't know, the 40s or whatever. But, but I used to play Beat the Clock every day because I had to be, you know, it, it was a eight to five job, right? Because they give you an hour for lunch. And at five o'clock, I had to have all my commercials done. And I had like like 14, sometimes 14 commercials in one day. And, and it's not like I had to do them all, but I had to assign them. Now, if I assigned the commercial, it didn't get done. Like in the morning when I came in at eight o'clock, you know, I, I'd have to finish it. And there were a lot of, I mean, a lot of technical things that, that are boring, but um, that, you know, I don't need to tell you guys about. But anyway, I was responsible, put it that way, okay? So there was a level of responsibility to this job. Um, and, and as a production director, which in radio just means a guy that makes radio and TV commercial audio for a living, right? And that's what I did. I, I did audio that, that went out to TV stations. Now, there's a lot of production directors now in radio stations, okay? But they don't do what, what I did. The reason why my station was different is because they did a lot of stuff for TV. And it was kind of like a hub. It was kind of like anybody who was anybody and any business person who was, you know, worth his salt went through that radio station because they were hitting the local market. And um, it was a very unique opportunity for me because I made more money doing commercials at production houses than I did make, uh, making money at the radio station. Now, my, my, my pay at the radio station was okay. Um, I, I want to say it was good. But when you added that to the income that I was making on my lunch hour, like I'd jump in a taxi, go to a production house, I'd stand there and read stuff. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it, that money was the money. It, it added up. And let me tell you, by the end of the year, it pushed me like up to the, yeah, um, up to a nice figure. <laughs> it was, I was right under, well, not right under, I was 20,000 below 100,000. I, I was right around 80,000 with, with all the extra stuff I did. And, um, and that was in addition to my own production company that we ran at home. And what we did was we did uh, phone system greetings for different companies. We, we did a lot of, we did jingles. We did, we did a lot of stuff at home. And anyway, that was, that was a company called Emua Productions. Um, and we, we were running that at the same time because I thought, well, you know, might as well do that because I'm already doing this as a full-time job, then we should do the other stuff part-time. So sometimes I'd go home, you know, at eight o'clock, right? At, at uh, I mean, sorry, five o'clock, work eight to five. I'd go home at five o'clock and we would be working in the studio till like 11, doing our stuff, right? Making jingles, doing all that stuff. And then I'd go to sleep and wake up again, right? Eight o'clock, you know, I'd, I'd wake up, I don't know, five thirty, six o'clock, get ready, whatever. And then I'd be down, you know, at, at 
eight o'clock in the morning again. And and here we go again. Um, at one point, I had this girlfriend, right? And I, was, I would go to her house. And oh, boy, that was, that was a lot of work, Hawaiians. <laughs> that was a lot of work, Hawaiians. I used to work till four o'clock in the morning. And I, I, <laughs> Rob, I did, and after a while, but you kind of like, you walk in in a dream when you're at work. You know, you see what I'm saying? Okay, that's not a podcast. That's a, that's a different podcast, Hawaiians. But anyway, um, so I did not realize that what I was involved in was a toxic work environment. Mm-hmm. And the toxic part, you know, the toxic work environment part um, started right in the beginning, but I didn't see it. Okay, because before that, like right before that, I was at this radio station uh, that I, you know, was just working part time. I was working overnights for a while and weekends. And there was a lot that they wouldn't let me do, you know, like, well, you can't do creative stuff because... The morning guy does that or you can't do this this that you know whatever when i was on the weekends they let me do whatever but the overnight thing got real boring for me so i told the guy hey you know what can i just do weekends um because i, I just i just had enough i mean you know and, and back in the day you're talking about five dollars an hour i don't know maybe i think it was a little more and maybe six bucks <laughs> maybe six dollars an hour something like that <clears throat> but i i i just couldn't express my creativity and and I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. So weekends, right? Now with this new job, the first thing that here's the first thing that happened, and this is like a landmark thing that I still talk about with this guy till today. Okay, so the one of the first things that happened. Okay, I'm I'm doing these these you know radio, radio and television commercials, whatever, and um, I start doing different character voices. And I start doing it, and they're all up on YouTube. They're on, you know, if you go VMAT Consultants, because Emua Productions became VMAT Consultants. And um, so we put a lot of the spots up there that we did. And I have, you know, commercials of me doing four different voices, right? But it's all me. And, and you can't tell it's like one guy, right? And then there's commercials where I speak proper English. And that really blew people away. <laughs> that really... God, I really freaked out people. Okay, this is this is how I talk. I'm, I'm talking like I, you know, but when I need to turn on the English, I jam it. Right, you know, I was jamming. You know, anyway, so, uh, so this guy that worked there, right? He's on he's on TV now. He's a he's a weatherman, a meteorologist on TV. Right, I'm so proud of this guy. I saw him in the shopping mall. Must have been um, not even a year ago. And I stopped and I said, hey, Rob, okay, no names, right? And I said, hey, Rob, I am so proud of you, you know, and he, he was with his wife and, and we reminisced about this time I'm about to tell you about. And I told his wife, I said, I'm so proud of this guy. He was, he actually became the best in the whole radio station, like for, you know, uh, production for doing radio spots and stuff, right? And, and doing his radio show. And so, and we were joking about it, whatever. And then we, you know, we talked story. We're on great terms. And then we left. No, no, we're not buddies. You know, we're not friends. We're colleagues, right? But the respect that's there because I taught him. Okay. Now here's how the story went, right? <laughs> In the beginning. Okay. This guy, um, he's, he's a very bright guy, very smart guy. And when I got there, he was a very young guy. I think he was maybe 19. I don't know. He was like, he was young. I think he's right out of high school, like very young, maybe 18 or 19 years old, right? So here I come getting the new job, right? And he was already there, right? And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing these characters 
But I'm also doing a lot of uh, these commercials in proper English, <laughs> you know, using using diction and enunciation and pronunciation and all, you know, all that stuff, right? So here's what happens. Right? He calls me out one day and he goes, bro, this is not on Holly radio station. This is on Hawaiian radio station. <laughs> okay, so, Now, for you people outside of Hawaii, the word Holly is 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 used in a derogatory manner in Hawaii, but it's not a it's not a bad word. It just means, you know, no breath. Okay, because yeah, it, it's a long story and I'm not a Hawaiian culturist that will sit here and uh, you know, <laughs> educate you on Hawaiiana. Uh that's another podcast for when we start doing guests, okay? Uh that's down the road. Um anyway, so he that's his, that was his statement to me, right? And he goes, bro, you like, you like, you like step outside. And I'm like, what? You know, step outside. Now I was 250. Okay. This guy was skinny. He was, he was like really, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. He was like a buck 50. I want to say he was 150 pounds, made something like that. And, and he was calling me out to the parking lot and I couldn't, you know, like in my head, I was like, what, what's going on? And and here's the here's the side note, Hawaiians. It never gets better than high school. It never gets better than the elementary school playground. Never, never, ever. Okay. Now, now here we, there there was this cartoon back in the day, right? Big dog, little dog, you know. And and the the little dog was the the strong guy, and the big dog was like go along with whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That guy. Anyway, so what had happened was, <laughs> I I was like, what? So I, you know, wanted to, you know, protect my butt. So I went to the office and I went to the office and then I found I, I accidentally like, you know, walked in on this lady who was typing up an incident report. Like, like what was this is what was going on. This lady, okay, which we later, you know, were friendly later on. I don't know if that, you know, I don't think it was friend, friend, friendly, kind of friend, friendly, kind of friendly. But it was just, it was just like, hi, hello, you know, how's it, whatever, that kind of friendly. And she was typing up an incident report. And like, like everything was like against me already, right? So like no incident happened. But the report was ready to go. Like, I mean, that's. That's the kind of, you know, environment I was working in, right? And so so these guys, right, had what we call in Hawaii a hui. A hui is a group, okay? But they were all, you know, part of this thing. And I was the outsider, of course. I just came. I just got there. And it was maybe, I don't know, three weeks, a month into the thing. And the the fact that everything was ready to launch against me, I was like, What? You know, like if I took this guy outside and, and whatever, we scrapped or, you know, fought, basically is what it means. And, you know, then, uh, so for all you guys in Wisconsin, okay, when we fight someone in Hawaii, it's called scrap. It's called a scrap. So if I would have took this guy outside and scrapped with him, right? And, I mean, he's a small dude, right? I could have hurt him. I really could have hurt him. And, and if that happened... The report was already written. It was already typed up, signed, sealed, ready to be delivered. And I'm like, whoa. Like when I saw that, right? I thought to myself, oh, bro, you, you better 
you better like keep this thing toned down because all of these people can like turn on you in a New York second, right? And so, and I still didn't because I didn't know what a toxic work environment was and I did not realize that this was like that. And when I saw this, right, and they didn't know that I put these things together already because I just kind of glanced around and I'm like, and then I made like I didn't even see it. I went back to my office and, and that was that. And, you know, and this this tension, this this kind of like, you know, like, eh, F-U tension, right? Uh, there was this unspoken F-U tension that was going on for a while. And one day, and this, this went on for a, a couple, two, three months. And one day, I went into this guy's office, uh, well, studio. My, so I had, a, I had a studio slash office, production office, that was next door to, to the on-air studio. And this guy worked in the on-air studio. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, I go into the studio, and, and I talk to him. I say, hey, bro, you know, um, this, this, you know, Howley stuff is, is easy to learn. It's not hard. I can teach you. And he's like, he kind of, he kind of stopped in his tracks and he, and that FU energy kind of dissipated, you know, and he goes, you could teach me. And I go, yeah, that's what I do. I teach people, you know, I teach people voice. I mean, I could teach you how to read, you know, whatever. So I, I told him, I, I said, here's what you do. I gave him a list of things to do. Like, okay, you want to be good at, at this, whatever. Here's what you do. And I, I wrote down the list and I gave it to him. And, and then I, I told him some other stuff and then he wrote it down, right? And so it was a collaboration of sorts, right? And we collaborated. And um, so he, he went to work on it. And he didn't like, you know, it wasn't a thing where he came to work, checked in with me and we went over something. It wasn't like that. I gave him stuff to do, right? And he would try it in the production room, like making commercials. And every once in a while, I would hear a difference in his commercial. And when I did, I went in and I said, hey, Bro, uh, this this you know I'm saying bro because I'm not using names, and I, I said yeah bro you know this was really good, this I, this is a noticeable difference. I said you you know what would tweak this a little bit more if you did this and this and you know whatever X Y Z, and he goes oh okay okay. At that point he was hungry. At that point like whatever I told him he would welcome, and and he would ask questions and I would answer right. Now I want to say in the period of about six months maybe more because I'm really bad with time and space with my ADHD brain. But about six to eight months, not even a year, inside of a year, okay, this guy was polished. I mean, he was polished. And and everybody noticed, right? Not everybody said anything, but everybody noticed. I noticed, and I told him. And you know what? Son of a gun, but this guy was the best. There was another guy in the radio station, right? And... um. And he was the, the program supervisor. And he's now on television as well. And he's doing well. Um, he, I don't know. He has, he has, he has no aloha for me. And uh, uh, I don't know. I, I never, you know, I never was against him or anything. But yeah, whatever. And uh, there's, there's no, you know, there's, uh, I don't think there's animosity. I don't know if there's animosity on his. I'm pretty sure there's not. But uh, we just we just don't talk to each other. We just, you know, I see him at the TV station. You know, I go there once in a while. I say, hey, what's up? You know, he goes, hey, what's up? And that's it. I mean, that's that's as far as we go. And there was no, you know, bad, toxic thing that happened between me and him. In fact, 
that guy, that that boss guy, that the product, uh, he was he was what they call a program director, and um, he actually gave me some insight that actually leveled me up in life, um, and that insight was because. Um, so let's take a left over here, Hawaiians, because this is part of the toxic thing, right? Um, th- these guys at the radio station, right, would trash talk this production director, like um, right there in the studio. Like, I mean, he was in the studio, but they were, right? And they would trash talk him and trash. And he knew they were trash talking him, right? And he was the boss. And and this went on and on. And finally, one day I, I went into his office and I said, um, I said, bro, you know, we use the term bro. Okay. Um, I said, bro, like, like these guys like do what they do to you. And like, how do you, how do you take that? How, how do you deal with that? Because I wanted to know because professional jealousy had always been prevalent in my life, right? There was always somebody or something or a group of people or whatever. And, uh, you know, that, that did this stuff to me. Right. And, and kind of like push me out or just kind of like hold me at arm's length kind of thing. Um, and they still do. They, you know, well, I, I'm not I'm not actively involved, but they, they still would. I mean, you know. Um, and anyway, he goes, you know, I don't let it bother me. I don't think about it. I just I just concentrate on what I do. And I, I, I listened to that. Right. I took that advice and I took it to heart. And I goes and I go, wow, that's that's yeah, that's actually profound. I think I'm going to do that. And that's when I started doing that, right? So I started to ignore all these other things that were going on in this toxic work environment. Now, now this guy, this other guy, right? The guy that became the best, you know, announcer um, over there, right? Even better than the production, because this production director guy was good. He was actually the best at making concert spots. A uh, concert spot is a commercial about a concert. And he used to make the best concert uh you know spots ever like i couldn't do what he did he he was way better than me at making these concert spots right other stuff yeah i could take them <laughs> i got i got i got national awards for other stuff but for for concert spots that guy was the man right he's now on a tv morning show but um but anyway so this other guy right he just slowly came up like boom, boom, level up, boom, level up, boom, 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 level up, right? And he always referred to me as his teacher, you know? Like I would I would tell him like, hey, Dave, like I was, well, okay, pretend you didn't hear that. I would tell him, hey, bro, like that's a really good spot. And, and he would go, oh, good teacher, that's why. Like he would throw him back to me like that, you know? And, uh, and then pretty soon, you know, I left the company, right? But there were a lot of toxic work environment things that happened. Now, I did not realize that it was a toxic work environment until I got to the next station group. Okay. Uh, but anyway, okay. Sometimes on the, on the podcast, things slip. Hawaiians. Okay. But, but anyway, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, if something slips, then, you know, <laughs> don't mind me. But, uh, anyway, so, <laughs> so I, um, I had this, so my boss at the place, right? And he would come in and sometimes, you know, it, it would be supplies that I needed. Sometimes it would be like something I was unhappy with. Um, you know, like, like, oh, this machine doesn't work right. Or can we get the, the engineer to come in and look at this machine or, or look at the board because it was, you know, it wasn't working right or whatever. And he would tell me, you do like working here, don't you, junior? You know? And, and I was like, 
uh-oh. It was like, yeah. All right, yes, I do like working here. Yeah, okay, you know. And I had to I had to bow down like that, okay? So that, that happened, and that kept happening. Now, here's the thing, right? At one point, the reason, the, the way I found out that this thing was deliberate, okay, and, and like deliberate, you know, I, I don't want to say gaslighting, because gaslighting technically means you want somebody to think something is something else, okay? This, there's a difference between gaslighting and screwing with somebody, okay? So th- this wasn't gaslighting, right? This was, uh, because now I, I notice people use the term gaslighting for like screwing with people. That's not what it means. So uh, those those people are, you know, <laughs> they need to go back to uh, learn their words, but <laughs> their definitions. But anyway, um, no. So really, uh, this wasn't gaslighting. This was just messing with me. Right. And the way I found out was I was walking down the hall one day and I went to the general sales manager's office and I was asking her a question. Now, this general sales manager was a lady and she's responsible you know, uh, this should be another podcast, but I don't want to do a podcast on awards. But she said, hey, you, you know, you should you should enter this award because I think you can win. You got some good stuff. And and wow, I thought, you know, I mean, these these guys didn't really like me. Salespeople don't really get along with production directors all too much. Um, there's a lot of conflict because they, they want stuff done yesterday kind of thing, whatever. So so she and I had a, you know, minor little undertone kind of run ins kind of thing. But she um, she recommended I, I enter this contest, and I did, and I won. And I won uh, fourth place in the country. And then I entered again the following year, and I got fourth place in the country. Fourth place out of 15 entries in the category. Uh, 1,500, I'm sorry, 1,500 entries in the category, and I got fourth place. And then one year I got second place, right? And so anyway, but that's a... That's a different podcast, the award podcast, whatever. But anyway, but she was responsible. So I was talking story with her, what we call talking story in Hawaii, like just, you know, shooting the breeze or whatever. And then I left. And as I was leaving the office, I was maybe three steps away from the office when I heard the intercom. And in the old days, we had an, we had intercoms that went, dude, and then you could hear the person talking on the speaker. Well, when I heard, dude, I stopped. And I leaned back to listen. And it was this general manager guy, right? And he goes, is Junior back there? You know, and she goes, oh, he just left. You want me to get him? He goes, ah, no, I'm just screwing with him. Okay, but he didn't say the word screwing. He used the F word, okay? Uh, And this because, you know, we keep the podcast clean, (laughs) okay? But he, he used the F word. Nah, I'm just effing with him, right? Oh, Hawaiians, okay. When I heard that, um... My Latino blood said, all right, this is on, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I was just, I'm just that kind of guy. I'm like, okay, you, you want to come after me? You want to do whatever? Okay, then you, you better do a good job. You better kill me because if you don't kill me, you know, we're going to go all the way with this thing, right? So I start, I start doing these little things, okay, that, that starts uh, messing with the boss. Now, the lesson I learned, okay, and the reason why me and this guy is are on good terms today is because I learned the lesson, okay? And in order to learn a lesson, Hawaiians, you need to humble yourself at some point, right? Now, I humbled myself in the unemployment line, okay? Because it took, it took the first time to stand in the unemployment line. Because, what see, what happened is, 
right? We we went back and forth. You know, it was like uh, this, this old, I don't know if you guys are old enough to know spy versus spy. Google it. So there's a white white hat guy and a black hat guy and they, they're going at it, right? And each guy would, you know, think up a new dirty trick to pull on the next guy, the other guy or whatever. So we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? But through, you know, in between all the messing with each other, right? There's things like, hey, service your clients. You know, why aren't you servicing your clients or whatever? You know, we got it. And, and these reminders and stuff, right? Now, all of these things I brought forward with me in my life and I used it for the companies that I have now. Okay. Because when I get, when I get an email, I answer it now. I service my clients now because your clients are your lifeblood. It's the lifeblood of your company, right? When, when I get a text from a client, I answer it now. I don't, I don't look at it and go, ah, I'll get back to him. No, I do it right away. And this is what I learned from that guy, the general manager of that toxic work environment that I was in. <clears throat> now, now it wasn't, it wasn't him that made the whole environment like that. The environment was already like that when he got there, you know, and, and I heard stories, right, from the, the previous owner. And I mean, stuff, you, you hear stuff like this from, from the guys that were there a long time. So I knew it wasn't, you know, it wasn't because of him that he didn't orchestrate all this stuff. That's impossible. But anyway, so those things I kept with me, right? The humbling part was when I first went. So, so it got, it got down to this. They cut down my hours, cut down my hours. And then he dragged me in. He goes, look, we're going to, we're going to cut down your hours, but you can still collect half unemployment, but we're going to bring you in part time. Okay. So that, so that's what they did, right? Okay. Now, when I, when I had to stand in the unemployment line the first time, I was very humbled, okay? And, and I was thanking God, okay? And the reason I was thanking God is because I worked in radio and not television, okay? I worked in radio. Nobody knew that was me, okay? Now, now on this radio station, I had a pretty, um, I want to say, I want to say I had a little boost on the weekends, you know, because I was doing the week, I was doing, I was working seven days a week. So I did Saturday, Sunday overnights. I came in Monday through Friday doing my production director job. But I did the weekend because I wanted to have fun. Okay, like this last radio thing that, that I went through. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't about radio. Anyway, but it was for, it was fun for me. You know, so I told the guys, yeah, I'll do it for free. What's the problem? I mean, I don't need money. I'll, I'll do it for free. I have other things that make money. So, but at that time, right, I still had my production company and I was still teaching voice on the weekends in my living room. And, and so I, I had other sources of, uh, sources of, uh, sources of income. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. But anyway, so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't that. It wasn't the money part. It, it was, it was, boy, this is really embarrassing, right? And lucky people don't see me on TV. They just hear me on the radio and they don't know it's me. Okay. So, so I'm in standing in line and unemployment line. I'll never forget the first time. And I get up to the counter and whatever. And, you know, you go through this process and, and then they okay you for the checks and then you start getting the checks and I, and I'm like, ah, oh. and then they brought in another guy and they wanted me to train the guy. So I trained him a little bit. You know, I didn't train, I didn't teach him everything uh, because I knew what was going on. And I knew that, you know, after I trained this guy, I'm on my way out. Okay. Well, I didn't get fired from that uh, station or let go. I resigned. 
Okay. But the reason I resigned was somebody told me, hey, this this other station starting up and this this guy wanted to talk to you. You know, so I went to go talk to the guy. He offered me what I considered a really generous offer and and I took it. And I became the station voice and the weekend guy on that station uh, for the for a different station group. And we went to number one, the first um, the first book. The first book means the first rating period. Uh, the first, uh, yeah, I think it was the yeah. In fact, we were we were number one for the first few books, and we went number one against the the people that I left. So that was kind of you know that was kind of like wow okay well we're number one you know it, it's like I didn't go into a losing situation I went into a winning situation and right after that boom second largest radio radio show in Hawaii boom and and I was a part of that and and you know that kind of catapulted me into a different uh, sphere <laughs> into a different world okay but but anyway. Um, but the toxic work environment was such that when I left and I went to a new place, I could feel the difference in energy. Okay. Now I work with people with energy. Right now I, I teach, I teach people about energy and, and like everything was lifted. It was such a heavy, um, I want to say, um, yeah, it was, a, it was, it was a heavy, toxic kind of feeling to work there. And when I went to this new, uh, radio station, it was, it was like freedom. It was like freedom has arrived and whatever, whatever. And, you know, and then I was only part time. I was only on weekends and I came into, you know, so I wasn't a full time employee. So if there was a toxic situation at that radio station, which somebody told me there was, but I never experienced it because I was just, you know, substituting here and there. And then I was doing station voice on one of the stations and that they cut that out. And then I was just substituting and, and working for the office, contracting my company to the office. So it was very, very, very different. But at the, this other station, right, the, the toxic work environment one, um, I would not, looking back now, I would not have changed a thing because it was like boot camp. It was, it was like preparing you for something else. But it was so tough. It was, it was, a, uh, it was mentally tough. So if you weren't mentally strong, you couldn't handle something like that. There was a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. And, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, looking back now, you know, maybe that that worked there would probably not say there was pressure. And if you were in the in the click, right, right, in the if you're in the click, there probably wasn't pressure. Okay. I was not in the click. I didn't have time for the click. I had a production company at home. I taught on the weekends. I had other things, you know, to keep me busy uh, outside of work. So as a result, you know, I, I went to one event. I went to one event when I first got there. And I was standing there with a group of, uh, oh gosh, maybe four other people from uh, that radio station group. Okay. Now, I was not formally on the radio yet. Okay, but I had been doing radio like for years in Hawaii already, and uh, people knew who I was, right? So and I was standing there with these other people, and um, the the announcer guy, okay, from the from the place I work, right? He acknowledged the three people next to me, and totally just skipped over me, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's how this click is, right? And so I never went to any more events. The funny thing that happened, though, is when I went to this new radio station group, right, the, the, 
that radio station group that you know that show that catapulted me into you know new things um when i went to that group right i remember going to this concert because i went to a couple of concerts that were put on by this station group and the first one i went to i heard somebody go wow he actually showed up to this you know so my my absence spoke a lot because i never went to any of their they they had these things called uh birthday uh birthday bashes that celebrated the the birthday of the radio station you know when they came on with reggae and joanian music kind of thing and i never went i've never been to, i never went to any one of them uh never went to any major you know uh concerts where they they gave me tickets but i used to give them to people you know hey you like go concert hey right here here you go boom there you go so i used to give 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 right but i never went and because why should i go if if i'm going to be treated like this you know and i was treated the same way in the workplace right and it didn't bother me because i wasn't there for them i was there for me i was there to see how creative i could get with these radio spots and if you if you want to check it out just search vmac consultants online on on the uh, youtube and you'll see the commercials and and all of the voices are me so i mean you, you know if you have nothing better to do just search them out vmac consultants the commercials are all there And so um and that's another thing for you young guys, okay? I don't care if you're in radio, I don't care what you do, okay? Save a copy of your work. Okay, because these other these other guys that are working in the industry, whatever, half of them don't save their work. Okay? So if something happens and they get fired tomorrow, their work is not anywhere. Okay? Unless they put it on social media. And I see very few of them putting their work on social media. I mean, they put you know they they put comedy routines or what they they you know act funny and stuff like that and they put that up there okay but you got to understand that this is business and and the reason why i always saved my work is is not because one day i thought okay there's going to be a youtube and we'll put it up no 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 that's not why it's because when you go to the next station or next person that's going to hire you they're going to ask you okay well what did you do you know i just go oh here here's my reel <laughs> check out this is my reel in in the old days we we had audition tapes right okay go make a tape so you would make an audition tape and and give it to the program director you know at the place you wanted to work at well i have tons and tons and tons of reels and so i just you know okay well the when the time came and youtube came came on i said okay this is a good place to put it cuz this will outlast me and you know one day you know my great 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 grandson or whatever can go on youtube and go oh that's that's a uh, great 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 grandpapa or what whatever right you know my grandson i don't think my grandson even knows i don't think my grandson has even you know seen it um but that's not a podcast how hands get but this toxic work environment was was so bad it took me like months at the new place to get over to 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 get it out of my system and it was just the mind trip it it was the thinking part okay now that was the you know um the do do you like working here stuff the the psychological manipulation kind of thing but the good part now this there's a good part in everything okay now my life coaching all right and this is this is this is a life coaching podcast all right here it comes okay law of attraction says if you focus on you know some something negative okay like like if i focused on this you know this 
toxic work environment stuff that happened, the individual things that happened, they would keep showing up at the new place, okay? And I remember sitting in a meeting at the new place and I said something that kind of, you know, it was kind of like what happened at the old place and and the program director, my new boss at the new place said said something about, you know, like, what are you talking about? It doesn't work that way over here, you know? And and I was like, oh, sorry, I, I, think, I think I'm still back at XYZ station group, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I caught myself. And from that day forward, I, I said, dude, you, you got to just leave this behind. You got to leave this in the past. Okay. That was the bad part. And I got over the bad part. And I had to work it out myself. Okay. I had to work it out within myself. Okay. I didn't have to go to therapy. I don't go to therapy. I haven't, uh, haven't, haven't <laughs> been to therapy at all. But, but here's the thing, right? I focused on the good part. I focused on this guy going, you know, this manager guy, right? Going, and, and, and I like this guy today, right? At the time, I didn't like him because at the time, I didn't see the value. Now I see the value, right? Because when I started my production company, you know, it, I was still working there, right? And I started incorporating the same thing. Well, you know, they tell me do this over here, so I'm going to do it with my company. And I just kind of duplicated. I kind of duplicated the process. And then um, when I left that station group, the day I left, I, I got like 42 lays from Mauna Kea Street. There's this area in uh, Chinatown uh, on Oahu. And I bought these orchid lays, really nice orchid lays. And, and I, gave them, I gave one to everybody that was there during the day. Um, so the day staff, right? And um, 42 people got lays from me. I said, thank you. I walked in on this guy, the general manager, and he had the, the owners were in the office. They were in town. I gave two to the, I gave one to the owner and one to the owner's son and the general manager, you know, and I did it with class. I did it gracefully. And then I left. But here's what I took with me. The positive, okay, is that all of these things service your clients. You know, uh, be punctual. Do this. I mean, make sure this is done. Be, com be you know, um, be thorough with this and be thorough with that. And do that and dot your I's and cross your T's and all that stuff, right? All those things I learned from this guy um, served me with my companies. Always. It always did. Until today, I can credit him with that. Okay? So, am I salty about that guy and what happened? No, absolutely not. And I, I paid tribute to him one day on my Facebook. And here's how synchronicity works, right? I paid tribute to the guy. I took his picture off the web. I put it on my Facebook and I paid tribute to him. This was like before COVID. I want to say it was 2019. And, or maybe 2018, 18, 19, somewhere, something like that. And I ran into him downtown and at this other radio station. He was working for a sports uh, station, right? And I saw him and I said, hey, bro. <laughs> okay. And, and I, um, I said, you know, I, I, I was just talking about you on my Facebook. And I went in my phone. I pulled up my Facebook and I showed him. And he got a kick out of it. And he smiled. You know, and I said, thank you, so-and-so. I said, thank you, because I really learned a lot from you. And it really paid off in my life. And it's working with my companies. And it's those principles. Now, this guy was a top sales guy. He was the sales manager before he was the general general manager, and he was a top salesperson. He knew how to work with people. Um, he had oh gosh, he had his 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 people skills was way above mine, Hawaiians. And he was a good he was a good salesperson because he was a good people person, right? And he taught me all this stuff, 
And I walked away with all of that. And guess what? It's still paying me today. It paid me this morning. It paid me yesterday. Last week, we had a few thousand in contracts come in. It paid me. You see, see what I mean? And it was because I got back to somebody right away. I got back to them before they could get to the competition. When we had the wedding and party business. Now, I'm not flexing. I'm just telling you that you can take something good out of a toxic work environment, out of, out of anything. Okay, but it, the good, I'm telling you about the good part. When I had a wedding and party business, I cannot tell you how many uh, contracts got signed. And these are contracts for $19.95 a piece. It, it, went, it went up to, yeah, it went up to $19.95. So two grand a contract, okay? And, and these contracts were gotten because I followed up right away. And when I followed up right away and I called them right away, and they were like, oh, man, we, we're still waiting for so-and-so to call us. And he still never called us. It's been two weeks. Right? You see? You see? But because of this guy in that toxic work environment that I went through in that, in that period of time, although it was frustrating, although it was aggravating, although I was, you know, I, I was thinking, like, well, what, can I, what can I do to, you know, get back at this, this guy, right? No, 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 always. If I would have done that, I would have really screwed myself up, right? Because karma, as they say, is a bitch, okay? So don't do that. Just take the good parts, because I did. And it worked for me. It's still working for me. It will always work for me. And I will always be grateful to that guy, okay? And yes, uh, toxic work environments are very taxing on you. So if you are in a toxic work environment, um, you know, maybe just go look up what a toxic work environment is because I didn't even know. I didn't know until I was out of it, okay? But if you're having problems at your job, if you're having, you know, issues that are playing with your head or, you know, whatever like that, um, and, and you, can, you can see me too. You can write to me too and I'll, you know, I'll give you, the, I'll give you the, the clues. But if that's happening to you and these kinds of things are happening to you, then maybe you're in a toxic work environment. And if you are, you've got to get out. Okay, you got to get out. Um, there is a price for everything, you know, and and I did make a lot of money at that that station group. And my lunch hours were like full of jobs. There were always contacts. There were always people giving me jobs and giving me work. There were always, you know, that that the good side, that was the good side. And there was the ugly side, you know, that I really didn't get all into uh, on the podcast today because it's not necessary. But I can tell you. That because of this guy, oh, Hawaiian. Oh, oh, sorry, Hawaiians. I gotta go. But yeah, because of this guy, it actually helped me with my stuff, with my companies, and that's how you learn. Okay, Hawaiians. Hey, we wanna say a mahalo to our sponsors, Brother Randy's sister Jerry at Island Club and Spa Kakaako. Oh, I love that place. I was down there yesterday, as a matter of fact. Kinda overdid it, but that's another podcast. Also want to say uh, thank you to AFMOAMusic.com and also to Voice Master Family of Service Companies. Till next time, I'm Junior saying mahalo and aloha.